0: The object of Taxi Chronicles is to allow real riders with real stories share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning! Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have three gentlemen all the way from Northern Ireland. We have a traffic management person in the house. I'm not sure if that's code for parking. Yes, yes. We have a crisis guy for Africa in the house, which will be interesting, and also coincides with my other podcast, Africa Investor Stories. And we have what was the third guy? Police. Police, yes, police in the house to keep law and order amongst well, things. It. Okay, so nice to have you here today, gentlemen. Uh,
1: yes, nice no, to thank, thank you for having
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Simon.
0: So what, you're a point, what brings you to London then? For the the Queen. We're here for the Queen. Platinum Jubilee. We're so. here to
1: get drunk and uh, see around.
0: Okay, have you you been here before? Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah yes, yeah. we have.
0: Okay. Excuse me, excuse me. So, what do you what do you think of London? Tell me how you. It's you massive,
2: have... to be honest. Huge. Intimidating. Yes. But huge. Incredible at the same time. Okay. Very warm. <laughs> Everywhere you go, very very warm.
0: Shouldn't be, but it is. Okay, I hear you, Dylan. I hear. You. Yeah. So we we'll start off with a quite... Furthermore, what's it like being in the police in
2: Northern Ireland? Very challenging. Very, very challenging. But, well, yeah, I enjoy it, so keeps keeps me busy.
0: Do you come from a family of law and order people?
2: No, no. My Dad's in the fire service, or he was, he's retired now, living the dream. So uh, what
0: made you want to join?
2: Well, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. I, I've never been able to answer that question. Really? Just, yeah. Okay. There's people that say they wanted to do it since they were a young age, but I don't know, I just went for it and then I got it. So, no, you know, I, did, I, I love it from now, so I don't know, the reason why I wanted to join, just give it a go.
0: And so I you just know. woke up one day and thought, I'll join the police. Well,
2: that's it. Well, it's a very long process over in Northern Ireland, so a good 18 months from start to finish, but
0: yes, here we are now. I Uh, Mr. Traffic Warden, do you want to define what that really means?
1: So you're currently driving through some, as your listeners probably won't see, but they will hear. Yep. That it involves cones, signs, basically taking out roads, closing roads, Uh you know, things they got there. When you say traffic warding,
0: we don't have any of
1: that. You know, we don't issue tickets to people for parking in bays that they shouldn't do.
0: OK, so you're but, the good uh, guys.
1: I'm the good guy, but I'm sort of like the bad guy because I hold up the traffic a lot. Yeah,
0: but you, you make the road better.
1: Oh, well, that's it. We're all we're all about helping the others, aren't we?
0: Mm-hmm, I hear you. And the crisis management, what made you get into that form of work?
3: It's just more of a passion and an interest from like a political and international relations perspective.
0: Okay. So you actually had a, a purpose to selecting the career that you've selected. Yeah, 100%. Oh, that's good. Did you have that? No. You just <laughs> bought another job. <laughs> yeah, another job, Another dollar a day. Yeah. It's is euros you lot deal with, is it? Huh? Is it euros? No, no. no. Pounds. Oh, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Excuse, excuse, my, st- excuse my grillers. <laughs> we're still, we're still points as well. Pounds, okay, that's good. So, with the crisis management, tell us about that. How does it work? What what do you do?
3: So, it's just looking at loads of different factors essentially within a country and understanding what makes a country essentially go through periods of instability and then why that would lead to a crisis or why it would not.
0: Mm. Okay, so have you, do you go to these countries?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You, you need to.
0: What countries have you been to?
3: All, all over Africa, specifically. Oh,
0: is it? Yeah, yeah. You do, you do um, North Africa?
3: Uh, not not so much North Africa, mostly Sub-Saharan Africa.
0: OK, so where have we, you been? Kenya, South Africa?
3: Yeah, all of them.
0: So you're just examining the e- economical situations?
3: Not necessarily all of them. Every a- aspect and factor you can imagine.
0: Mm. So what are the factors that Create a crisis.
3: Well, essentially, it all comes down, from my point of view, the people. So it all depends on how resilient people are. So people can be incredibly resilient. Look at, outside of Africa. Look at Lebanon. Mm-hmm. They're going through a massive economical crisis, but they're incredibly resilient to it. So they're fine. They're surviving. Mm-hmm. But then, if that was to happen in the UK and the economy was to act the way it did in Lebanon, it would be a whole different story. The The whole country would
0: collapse. So it all comes down to human resilience, really. So would you say, would it would be fair to say that poor countries usually have more resistance, a bit like working class people, compared to middle class people? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. That's percent that's, that's an interesting one.
3: Look at the cost of living crisis, right? Mm. The working class have been through that struggle constantly about everything being expensive and difficult to Mm -hmm. live, whereas it's now the middle class that are protesting and are struggling the most because they don't know how to react to a difficult situation.
0: Very observant, very observant, Okay. okay. What have you three learned from your industries that you wish you knew when you started?
2: On the police side of things, it's, you see the other side of life, so when you go home you're very sheltered and you don't see the whole crime side of life, and then as soon as you go into work it really opens your eyes in regards to like how other people get on and misbehave is a polite way of putting it, but uh, yeah, it's there's definitely another side of life that people are very, they don't see or hidden to. Do
0: you find you notice that more now? You uh, your everyday
2: life? Well, yes, I can see it. If I'm not in work, I can ignore it. But in work, it's yeah, you, you see a lot, unfortunately, especially we have a completely different way of policing in Northern Ireland, just with how uh, everything works over there. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, it definitely opens your eyes.
0: So you're, you've found the ability to switch off then?
2: Well, definitely you have to. You, you, as soon as you... You can't take the job home because well it's a career more than anything so you need to be able to switch off because you have to due to the stresses and stuff through the job so a hundred percent you need to as soon as you're not on duty you need to be able to switch off and live your own life you can't let the job take over you. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the most common kind of crime you get in Northern Ireland? Every city has its different That's, issue with crime.
2: There's It's a massive mix from drugs and violence and domestic incidents it's I would say it's very similar to everyone else, there's obviously the threat level in regards to the police but if you if you cancel that out then I would say it's very standard to everything else, a lot of drugs and domestic incidents would probably be the highest things that we deal with.
0: Okay. And in the traffic management business, what, what have you found?
2: Nothing under the ordinary, it's it's
0: all sort of… Um, you deal with the public, you've got to have well, some patience. Yeah, well you've got to
1: gather some patience but at the end of the day like, we're all there to do a job and you know, with that it comes with the abuse that you take but you sort of have to bite your tongue to that and uh, okay, so there's times where obviously it's not as, it's not, you're there to serve and like help them mm. and you know better the, the roads but then again mm. you're just having to take the abuse at the same time and bite your tongue, aren't you?
0: So you accept that there's always going to be a certain amount of aggravation you get from the public.
1: Well, that's it, yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have patience. Like, I'm one, myself, personally, that probably wouldn't have patience. But now that I understand that side of things and why things take so long to be done, it sort of puts into perspective now that if I was to go out to a job and I see... If I'm driving myself outside of work and I see a job, I understand why that's taking so long Uh compared to if I was not in that sector and didn't know what was going on. Okay. I would just sort of assume the worst and, uh, you, you know, typically they're taking so long they're just doing what they want, sort of thing.
0: And the crisis management, what have you found? Perspective. That you perspective. okay. In, in relation to?
3: Anything. You, especially, so growing up in the UK, people don't realise just how grateful they are just to be in this society. So it's a case of, yeah, you actually have to have a better perspective in life. It's a case of everybody, and almost certainly, no matter who you are in the UK, somebody out there and else in the world is struggling a lot more than you are, so you've just got to fucking realise that.
0: Mm, okay. Well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of our journey now. Thank you for doing the interview. I will say this, one last question to all three of you. A bit of a yes or no. Would you encourage somebody? To come into your industry of work? 100%.
1: Yes, 100%. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, thanks a lot for that. And we wish you well. Yes, thank you you very much. Thank Thank you. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channels. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.